you're in Seattle, Seattle. And you need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to rodandbouncedown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to episode 492 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we're back at it in the Les Schwab Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we're going to tell you about a life-changing event we'd love for you or somebody you love and care about to come to, because sometimes it's all about taking action. And along with that, we're going to talk about why heart disease fell in America during the 90s and why that is. And how comes heart disease right now is storming back? You want to make sure that you listen to this episode and some of the things that you can do about it. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. We see airlines melting down all the time. I have to tell you, I will not fly Alaska anymore. I just won't. I love that airline. Love, love, love that airline. I used to love, love, love Southwest. But as I was flying Southwest a number of years ago, I started getting bumped. Let's find Alaska. I started getting bumped during the holidays. And then I started getting bumped and canceled at times when it wasn't the holidays. And I think I think when we're traveling during the holidays, you just know. You know, you just know that you're taking a risk, not only with the weather but with the fact that so many people are going to be traveling. But when you get bumped and it's not even spring break and it's not Christmas or it's not Hanukkah, it's not any of that. It's just airlines trying to keep up with themselves. And also I know there's new regulations since 9-11. But 9-11 was a long time ago, you guys. And I think, I, I, I would think the carriers have it figured out. A couple of things I've learned. I have a good friend that's a flight attendant. She said, when you look at the technology of Southwest, their meltdown that they had a couple of weeks ago, uh, that was a long time coming. She said, when you look at the infrastructure of Southwest, it's not good. It's dated. It's 20 years old. And she said that thing was coming. It probably started 20 years ago when they decided to really stop spending money on the infrastructure. Then you see the FAA a couple days ago. And if you were flying and there's nothing special going on on J- what, what, what was this like January 9th? There's nothing special going on on January. It's not like a bunch of people are coming back from New Year's on January. It's a, FAA jumps in and just starts canceling flights, uh, shutting planes down. They're having problems with their specific grid. And Ron, it just seems like overall, do you think travel has just become so cheap and so available to everyone? As a result of that, a lot of the, a, a, a lot of these big corporations that own these airlines are making money hand over fist. And they're not paying attention to the technology that's going to take is even our population continues to boom and more people continue to want to fly, especially in a gig economy. You want to get on a plane. You want to go somewhere. I know that I do right now. And guess what? You get to do that because chances are you can pull out your laptop, work on the other side. Lots of people flying, but lots of things breaking. How do you see this? You fly a lot. I mean, I don't. I don't subscribe to the to the. I'm never going to fly Alaska paradigm again. Like things happen. It's a tough business. Uh, it's hard to do. I, I, one of my very good friends is a is a head mechanic for uh, Southwest, 
And man, when I talk to him, they are they are constantly fixing those planes, maintaining the planes. He has very strict guidelines to to work with his planes and to work with his crews. That is really fascinating to me. Technology breaks. Like I, I just think it's the part of the cost of doing business. Um, there are airlines that I won't fly, but it, it's mostly like the Ryanairs and the Spirit Airs of the world, where you're like it's so stripped down and so budget that that you are. It is a cattle call. Um, yeah, I, I think I just look at that differently than you do. There's there's opportunity cost. Um, if I can fly to, I was just looking at, uh, cause I was bored the other day, a flight down to Mexico to do some, uh, scuba diving. Cause I, uh, had to cancel a scuba diving trip and I could fly to, uh, Baja for like $312 or something round trip. And I was like, maybe let's do that for a weekend. Like that's a pretty good deal. Now, if that flight was overbooked and I got pushed, um, it sucks, but that just doesn't happen very often to me. Like I, I travel quite frequently. I, I, yes, I've been delayed. Um, there are times every now and then that, that you're sitting on the runway for a couple hours. Like that happened to me during the holidays, but I still made it there. It was fine. Um, it's annoying. And like you said, you just factor in, there's a chance that uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have some inconvenience here. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is like for me and I like flying to Hawaii I'm I'm j- I just fly Hawaiian. The the planes are bigger. They're bigger seven seven sevens. They're big Airbuses. Uh, there's more room to stretch out. They're cleaner. They're nicer. The amenities are the food. All of it. It's just a better experience. And plus, Hawaiian Airlines has leverage in the Hawaiian Islands that Alaska does not have. They just don't. And if you, if you talk to people that work for Alaska, they'll admit that. And if you talk to people that work for Hawaiian, so for me. I I was I was just pretty flummoxed last year when I when I got canceled and and guys this is pretty sad I got stranded in Maui for another ten days because of Alaska Airlines that was during the holidays I was fine with that but when I turned around and my son and I went on a trip months later to New York and then they and I've shared this story they sent a text and they canceled the flight I'm leaving the next day and 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 then to put me in Chicago three days later. And then, and then I think I was back home in Seattle, like five days later. The, 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 it, it, and then all I did is I got on the phone and I just found a direct flight and I and I flew home and took matters into my own hands. But but that 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 was startling to have that happen. And 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 I feel like I have some kind of leverage because I've used Alaska a lot. But I have other friends that have lots and lots of leverage with Alaska and they don't get stuck sometimes in, in, in the places that I do. So sometimes if you, yeah, just, you have to if, be a, if you fly more, if you use your Alaska card, you have Alaska miles and all that, the, the algorithm knows that and you're, you're going to get treated better. And, and, and maybe you should, cause you're more of a loyal customer. So. Yeah. You have to be an active participant in this. Like the fact that you're booked on a plane is not a guarantee that that's going to go down. So I hear you though. That is frustrating. And I've flown Hawaiian Island or Hawaiian air to, to Hawaii before. So yeah, it's a, it's a good, good airline. I think yeah. it just, it's a mindset thing. You're yeah. just, it's going to be some hassle. There you go. Hey, you guys, don't forget, uh, slash change. And, uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks and we'll also see you on the other side of this. Hey, 
Hey, you guys. Money, 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 money. Let's talk about money. And let's talk about real estate agents, big brokerages, small brokerages, and commissions. Money, money, money. Guess who doesn't want to talk about it? Yeah. Sometimes your real estate agent that took all your money is in a Cancun right now. (laughs) Or a real estate agent that I know that just made $60,000 and he went out and bought a play. Ron, it is pretty incredible that brokerages, real estate agents, they don't want to talk about commissions. And guess what? We do. Because when it comes to commissions, everybody should make sure, whether you use us or somebody else, that you negotiate that commission. That right there is non-negotiable. It is non-negotiable. And there have just been some huge changes in how this all works in Washington State. Uh, The lawyers all got together. They have rewritten all of the rules around this, all of the forms, all the disclosures. And it is radically different than even six months ago on how we disclose who gets paid, how you get informed about who and what and how everybody gets paid. Don and I would like to do that journey with you, let you know with full transparency so you can trust exactly what is happening in your real estate. Yeah, we're always going to talk about the commission. And I will also say this. Sometimes you guys are paying too much. Sometimes you're not paying enough, right? If you want me to do all the work to your house, you're going to have to pay me. If you want to do all the work and we're just selling your house, yeah, let's pay you, all right? Find out more at ronanddonsitdown.com. Let's talk commissions at ronanddonsitdown.com. And make sure, even if you're using another agent, one of the first things you should be talking about is the things that people don't want to talk about, and that's your money, 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 money. And now, back to the Ron and Don Show. All right, you guys, back uh, to the Ron and Don show. I think because Ron and I are 50s, we, we, we talk, we study, and we try to actively participate and, and learn more about longevity. And I find with my friends, uh, especially my friend Joe the other day, or my friend Scotty, who's already into his 60s, Joe just turned 60. There's something about turning 60 that you really start to pay attention to because you go, 10 years, I'm 70, 10 years, I'm 80. Maybe I have a 20-year run left in me and and – and on the other side of 80, everything, as they say in the South, is lanyard at that point, I think, right? It's just, it's just kind of extra. If someone can tell you at the beginning of your life, we can get you to 80, and you're not going to be on an oxygen tank, and you're not going to have a walker, and you're going you're, you're, you're to have a great life, and you're not going to have Parkinson's or dementia, but you might get cancer or drop dead from a heart attack, I think a lot of us would take that, unless you're, you're now at 80, and you're like, no, I want to. I want to keep going here. It's interesting. One, one, because you're going to die from something, right? And for a lot of us, especially men, typically it's going to be cancer or it's going to be heart disease, uh, and then we can add COVID in there and some other things. What, what, what was really interesting to me is 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 America and the U.S. is is we really began to focus on heart disease and eliminating heart disease and eliminating cancer. Uh, back in the nineties, you saw a lot more money being spent on cancer research as a result of that. If we compare the nineties, even the two thousands to cancer today, they've been able to eradicate about a third treat to keep people alive. Sometimes like you probably have friends that are used to mean you had stage four cancer, you're dead. Stage four means you have cancer. And, and I have friends that are seven, eight, eight years into it. 
and they're still working and and thriving. It's a huge pain in the ass. There's no doubt about it. Having cancer, that's no fun. But but they and their families have been able to somehow manage manage this. Uh, and I'm not saying it ends that way for everyone. Heart disease, on the other hand, in, in the 90s and the 2000s, what a lot of people did is they said, you know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going to, especially after treadmill testing, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do more walking. I'm going to do more running. I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to jazzercise. Uh, I have taught at some silver sneaker classes over the years with people that are like my mom's age now. I have to say, and and I think I'm going to start volunteering some time in some silver sneaker classes if I can. I've been looking for silver sneakers. Uh, it's one of the most fun things that I've ever done because everybody there is older and they're seeking longevity, but in their own way, right? Is that you, when you wear those purple leg warmers and the leotard <laughs> and your Olivia Newton-John t-shirt? It's a, it's a jazzercise class basically for, for older people or a circuit class or a weightlifting class. So it's a lot of fun. Anyway, they, they, they say that we had some real success until lately – when it comes to heart disease in our culture, and heart disease now is making a pretty strong comeback, which is pretty weird. When you think about it, my parents, 1964 is when the federal government started pushing back on smoking. And probably somewhere, depending on the part of the country that you live in, 40 to 60% of the population that was young and, and kind of cool, uh, they were participating as active smokers, which we know uh, aided to heart disease, uh, that number has dropped now to about 9% of American adults that still smoke. What say you? What's going on with heart disease and why are we beginning to see more of it if we're smoking less and supposedly we have a better understanding of uh, taking better care of ourselves and doing self-care? Can I say as a side note that I'm really uh, disappointed and shocked when I'm getting news stories from my good friend Don O'Neill from the AARP website. <laughs> Is that what we, we've come to? Yeah. Like you and I are going to be sharing <laughs> AARP.com story. This was an A. Did you even notice that you were yeah. sending me an AARP they story? Have, they have really good longevity stories. What and, has happened? They have really good reinforced compression. What has happened? They have really good reinforced compression socks. They, I, have, they have deals on compression socks all the time. In my brain, <laughs> you and I are still, <laughs> I know. you know, in our 30s. We're 28. It's and, like sending out like the, hey, here's the new Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Jeez. Not, here's an article from AARP. Yeah. Check it out. My bad. Like, that is just oh, that, that was a dagger. Look at Charlie. Charlie's even disgusted with me. That was a wanted. real personal dagger. I was like, I don't know if O'Neill noticed this and said nothing. That's bad. If you didn't even notice, I did. They still mail me a card and every you day. Send it. Oh. Send, have you accepted your card and do you use no. some of the benefits? Um, no, no, you, I'm not. You're but. Really? I, no, I'm not. You're always looking for a deal. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I refuse to do it. Um, I think this to be folds into what we've talked about in the past, probably, I don't know, five or six episodes. This is the, the thing where it's all about the, the small micro decisions. Uh, you, the micro what? You, micro decisions. You know, you, you can't just go um, heart disease. Don't want it. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's, not, <laughs> that's not how it works. You know, it's it's the everyday thing. Why of, go to the doctor? 
Right. You, you could just decide you don't want something and that's it. Right. You uh, have to the go. The power of persuading yourself. Yeah. It's, it's the little things of like, so uh, you know, what you decide to eat every day, what you decide to, to do every day. And, and, and to, to reflect on that a little bit, I've been uh, this morning, in fact, I knew we had to record. We're recording relatively early. And that mantra that we talked about, I don't know, five or six episodes ago, I said, I, I'm the type of person that doesn't skip workouts. That's what I've been. It pops up on my phone. I created a reminder. Nice. I don't know. If people, do you know how to do this on your, when you have, I know you have like a phrase of the year. If you go into the reminders thing on your iPhone, you can set a reminder and then tell yourself to, to repeat it at a certain time interval. So like oh. you can like once a week, I have all these messages in my reminders app and they just pop up. You can say every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Remind me of this thought, and you just, on your phone it just pops up. So what would, what, be, what would be a thought? My reminder is is um, you're I'm the type of person that doesn't skip workouts, so that I have it set right now to every day. Mm. So every day at a certain time that pops up a positive affirmation. And so this morning I was not feeling it. I'm doing this this 30 day yoga challenge with Adrian on on the YouTube with AARP. with it's not AARP. And so the AARP yoga challenge. I was I was yoga challenge. I was not feeling it this morning yeah. and then i remembered i'm the type of person that doesn't skip workouts yeah. and so i fired it up did the thing and immediately a felt better physically and then b felt better to like you know what i'm i'm, I'm voting for the version of ron that doesn't skip workouts and that applies as well to like this heart disease thing you just have to say uh and i think the other thing is people think like let's take the ten thousand steps thing Someone's like, man, that's that's a lot of steps every day. Well, maybe for the next 30 days, be the type of person that does 2,000 steps a day. Or maybe you do 3,000 steps a day. That's not a lot of steps, dog. I'm just saying, if you're if you're currently doing 100 steps a day, 10,000 seems like a lot. If you're doing uh, 50, you know, 500 a day, make it. 3,000. You and do, then, and you then, do and 200 then, steps getting up, taking a hurt, wiping your ha, and going back to bed. That's 200 steps. I'm just what, saying. Where are you at right now in steps right now? It's, I don't have my. We're recording. It's 1052 in the morning. How many steps do you have? I don't even know. I don't have my watch. How many number. steps do you. So you're telling people to count steps and you're not counting. I'm saying if that's. Great your, example. If that's your goal. Great example. You don't have to jump all the way to 10,000. You can uh, you can ramp it up. I disagree. I think you should jump right to ten. All right, we'll see you on the other <laughs> side of this. Hey, Mitch Weeks joins us here from Mitch Loans, the sponsor of the show. Mitch, we just did a deal for a client, and you've talked about in other spots a three two one buy down. He didn't do that, but he still got a lower rate than the published rate. How did that work? Yeah, you can do something called paying points, where you actually pay a certain percentage of your loan, usually less than a percent of your loan. It's not that big a number, but he got the sellers to pay it, and that was great negotiating by both of you. And so the sellers gave him a chunk of money up front that bought down his rate. Market rates now in about the seven percent range, and they used you know fifteen thousand dollars to buy down their rate to a six percent. So for the whole life of this thirty-year loan, he hmm. gets to pay his loan as if rates were a six percent when he bought. 
spot, even though they it, were his heaven. If it drops down lower than that, he can refinance. He absolutely can. He can get out of that loan at any time. There's no prepayment penalty on any of our loans. You can refi, pay it all off if you win the lotto, or just start paying more. And there's an advantage to doing that, and we can talk about that with you, too. All right, so we have a bunch of different strategies to finance a purchase right now. Uh, you can check out Mitch, Mitch's website at Mitch.loans. That's Mitch.loans. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. And, and, and we never answered the question about why heart disease is more rampant. You'll you just go to aarp.com oh and you can and you can read the same article. When I was a kid, <laughs> get off my lawn. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I uh, I want to share this story with you because we have a life changing event uh, coming up uh, February sixteenth. Yeah, 6 February sixteenth. My friend John was was driving by my house the other day, and John lives five doors down. John used to own my house. And John owned my house with his, with with his brother Peter, and Peter was moving to Spokane to take on another job, and so I got to meet Peter and Lisa. And before I bought this house, I went out with a great agent by the name of Sabrina, who's one of my very very good friends. And this would have been my son's turning thirteen, so April would be thirteen years ago, and it was two thousand ten, you guys. It, 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 we were in the midst of the great recession and I remember her coming by, say, asking me what kind of coffee I wanted. And I told her and she picked me up and then for weekends after weekend, after weekend, we just started driving. We started looking at homes. She was so patient. I looked at over through open houses and other things we went to. I went back and counted. I, I looked at over 119 homes with her. And she was the kind of agent where she she drives you and takes you to those homes. It's not like today where a lot of times people find real estate on their own and they're interested and they want to get inside and then they call their agent. Uh, there, there's not a lot of agents that tour. Like Ron tours. He does, he, he does a lot of great touring. I love to tour. I don't love people in my car, though. I like. Do you like to tour with people in your car? I like, I like for them to be in a separate car when we're touring because – I get, homie gets hungry over here and I like to eat usually hot chicken when I'm driving around. Maybe I have some hot chicken bones under my seat once in a while that my dog may find, which is not good. Or my son may make fun of. Are you, are you, are do you, do you, do you have uh, people typically, in your car? Typically we take two cars and unless they, yeah, unless there's a reason. Cause you got some it. hot chicken that, that you're, yeah. that, that I, I love, love, love eating hot chicken from Ken's market. That's I, I have it for lunch almost every day. So anyway, we're, dry, we're, we're, we're driving around, and we see this house, and there's only a couple people in my world that know that I have a baby on the way. I've touched on this before. And at this point, my mom knows, Ron knows, Sabrina knows. Those are the only three people that know that I'm having a son, and we're getting pretty close, and that's why I'm shopping for this house. I walk into this house. It's 925 square feet, falling down a little bit. It's not a great lot, though, with a great view. And the house had been on the market uh, – by the time I bought it, I think for six months. I mean, we are talking a downturn. So I bought the I bought this house for four hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars. If that old nine hundred and twenty-five square foot house was still here, Redfin, Zillow, and also the county uh, would tell you when you when you go through, you look at tax records and all that. They would tell you that this piece of property is worth about one point nine million dollars today and i know that to be true because it comps when i look at my next door neighbors that have, have sold these homes all i did 
is I had a W-2 job at a radio station. I found a really good real estate agent who coached me on neighborhood because I, I was looking at buying another place in Ballard. Where I was looking to buy a place in Ballard has now exploded with derelict RVs and tents, and it still is, and I was over there yesterday, and it feels very dangerous to be this part of Ballard. And what Sabrina told me is she said, you know, location is very important, and also you don't want to live where there's 72-hour parking in the city. You want to live where there's free parking, but you don't want to live where there's 72-hour parking. She she was seeing what was beginning to happen in the city, and she said, you and your son don't want to uh, live near that. So anyway, we walked in this house. I walked out onto the back deck and what was left of it, and I ended up hugging her, crying, and, and we had this exchange, and she said, this is it. I go, oh, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. This is it. And, and, and so we, we came, we, we, we put a strategy together to buy this home. One of the struggles that I had in buying this home is I didn't have a very high credit score. The reason I didn't have a very high credit score is because in radio, we were moving around all the time. I paid everything in cash. So I didn't have a bankruptcy. I wasn't late on paying things. It was just that I wasn't getting credit with the credit bureau for the things that I was doing. And so I learned through that process uh, that I could build credit. And she showed me how. And my bank person showed me how. And they walked me through this process. And what happened with Peter and John, they were very patient with me because they didn't have anyone else that was going to buy this house. And I said, I have to go out and build a credit score. I have everything else and I have the down pay. I have all, I said, I, and I have the job and I, but I have to go out and I have to somehow take this credit score that I have that was in the sixes, but it wasn't a very high six. And I need to go to work on this credit score. So my bank person worked with me, my mortgage person, my real estate agent, and then the actual, like Sabrina talked to John and talked to Pete and said, Pete, how would you like to live there through the summer? And then we'll, we're going to buy the home uh, when my son was born in April. It would be six months. And, and I don't think I've ever shared this wrong. It'd be six months till I could close on this property. I couldn't have done that alone. I couldn't have navigated that. I wouldn't have understood that. And so I needed a team of people around me uh, that was, were more knowledgeable than I was and that could coach me up. That's what this life-changing event is about. I'm not smarter than you in any way other than the fact that now I've had this experience and then I took that experience and used that as leverage then to invest and buy other homes. And in doing that, I've never done it alone. I do, I've done that with partners. I've done that with mentors. And I've shared about my uh, mentors, Joe and Jennifer, before on this, on this radio program who have been uh, extraordinary uh, to me in their guidance. And so we want, Ron and I, we want to we, we be your Sabrina, right? We want to be your Joe and Jennifer. Uh, we are that for a lot of our clients. We want the same kind of change that I have, have in my life as a result, and I'm actually sitting on a property now because I've added value to it, that's worth almost $4 million, right? So, so we want to show you how you can build wealth. I probably haven't made a lot more money than you've had, but I surrounded myself with the right people, and I took action. I got in the car with Sabrina. I listened to her. I trusted her. 
when we went to our mortgage person, they said, you're going to have to do this, this, and this over the next six months to get your credit score to a place where the bank is going to loan and you're not going to have to pay mortgage insurance. I did exactly what I was told. And that's really, that's really the opportunity. And that's what this life-changing event is all about, right? Exactly. Uh, and that's a, that's a very good example. And so what we've decided to do is February 16th, 6 p.m. It's in Factoria, a live in-person event. There's only 30 spots available. And so this, this applies to if that, if that story resonated with you and you're like, I want to do that, go to ronanddon.com slash change. That's ronanddon.com slash change. Uh, there's more info there, and there's a place for you to sign up. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're, it, once we get to 30 people, that's it for this first one. I'll end with this. Every time John drives by, he just sold his business, and we're very good friends. And, and I'm so very good. Pete will come to the, to this house, and he'll visit, the, uh, he'll visit the property every once in a while. And so I'm still very good friends with him. Every time John drives by with his dog, Taco, I should have kept that effing house. <laughs> you know what, John? You should have. <laughs> Ronadon.com slash change. It'll be a life-changing event, and we'll share with you in a very simple way. And I just did. A piece of real estate changed my life and my son's life and Charlie the dog. All right. Hey, you guys, if you need us and you want to sit down now, especially if you're a seller, are you ready to go buy now? Let's do it. Ronandonsitdown.com. Yeah, you can just email me directly as well. Ron at ronandon.com. It all starts with a sit down, right? Yeah. Get signed up for the newsletter there. And don't forget, if you just want to reach out to us, find us on our social channels. He's Ron Upshaw. I'm Don O'Neill. Instagram. Facebook, those are the places you usually find us, and Ron's out there twittering around as well. Till next time, keep your head up, your shoulders back, and don't forget tomorrow, episode 493, it's going to drop. It's an episode, it's going to be it's about 15 minutes, and it's just talking about real estate commissions. How come they feel so high? How come agents don't want to talk about it? And also, is it something that you can negotiate? Uh, Ron will help knock down all three questions on episode 493. So make sure you tune into that. And that is must listening if you're coming to this life-changing event on February 16th. Till then, head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time for episode 493. Dropping like it's hot on a Friday. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. I'm late on the Ron and Don. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron Don Radio Network.